Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone. Dr. Lowe on the air once again. Thanks for tuning in to another show. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, and you're listening to Dr. Lowe Radio, where you hear the very best in nutrition and natural medicine. And we have a repeat guest on the show tonight because he was so great the first time. I thought I'd have him back on again. And we're talking about pain. This is a topic I'm actually surprised I haven't had this as a topic before in two and a half years. Can you believe my show has been happening for two and a half years? It's insane to me how time flies. And this is something that really affects a lot of people. And, you know, when I posted this as a topic on Facebook, I got so many questions so quickly. I was amazed. I probably have more Facebook questions than any other show I've done because this is something that obviously affects so many people. And pain can come from so many different causes and there's lots of different options from a natural medicine perspective that we can use. And I totally get it, you guys listening who are in pain. You want to obviously have results, and yet you don't want to hurt your body by using toxic drugs. So drugs. So it's a very difficult position to be in because you want to feel comfortable and not be in pain, and yet, you know, you want to use what works. So I totally get it. And uh, our guest on the show tonight is Dr. John Neustadt. So I'll read his bio in just a moment, but just want to give you guys a heads up. If you didn't hear the news yet, I have spread my wings and I'm creating my own naturopathic clinic. So excited. So it's Shine Natural Medicine. For updates on when that's going to be opening, it's going to be very soon, go to my website, drlaurennoel.com, and I'll be posting updates on there so you guys can keep up with what's going on. I'm also seeing patients locally in San Diego for house calls. I'm also doing phone appointments as well, so I'm not skipping a beat at all. I'm still accepting new patients. If you'd like to work with me, I'd be happy to help you understand what's going on with you and get you feeling better. So, again, check out the website, drlaurennoel.com. And for callers, if you guys would like to call and ask a question, precedence is going to be given to you guys. Just you know, there's a lot of Facebook questions, but if you have a question you'd like answered, please call in. You'll have more likelihood of getting that question answered. So the number is 818-495-6919. That's 818-495-6919. I have a few questions for myself first that we'll address, and then I'll open up to the phone line. So very excited to get started. Let's see here. Okay, so Dr. John Neustadt. He is a nationally recognized naturopathic doctor and an integrative medical expert. Dr. Neustadt was founder and medical director of Montana Integrative Medicine and is co-founder and president of Nutritional Biochemistry, Inc. The website for that is nbihealth.com. By the way, they make the most amazing um, osteoporosis um, treatment supplement. It's called OsteoK. I've used it in, with patients, and I'm just so impressed with it. It's it totally blows osteoporosis medications out of the water. So definitely check that guys that out if you have osteoporosis or know of anyone who does. Dr. Neustadt has published more than 100 research reviews and was recognized by Elsevier as being a top, top 10 cited author for his article on mitochondrial damage and disease. He's on the editorial advisory board for the Journal of Prolotherapy, which we'll talk about tonight for sure, and has lectured to physicians, groups, and general public on osteoporosis and medical biochemistry and integrative approaches to preventing and treating pain in cancer patients. Dr. Neustadt has written a bunch of books. I'm not going to read all the titles, but uh, one of them includes Laboratory Evaluations for Integrative and Functional Medicine. In August of 2008, Dr. Neustadt was voted Best Doctor among all physicians in the area in the annual Best of Bozeman Survey. And this is a really amazing honor. It was the first time a naturopathic physician ever won this category. Dr. Neustadt's been an invited speaker to the American College for Advancement in Medicine. So you guys know I'm a huge fan of that organization. Also, A4M, which is the American Association of Anti-Aging Medicine, and, of course, the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians. So, John, 
Dr. Neustadt, so great to have you back on the show. Welcome back to Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for having me again. It's a real pleasure, and congratulations to you on all your success. Uh, two and a half years on, on, on the air, educating people with your phenomenal information that you bring to them, and on your new clinic, Shine Naturopathic uh, Medicine Clinic. It's You're going to really help a lot of people that way and continue the great work you're doing. So I'm, I'm thrilled for all of your success, and thank you so much for having me on the show again. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate the, the compliment. I'm looking forward to soaring and spreading my wings, so it's really a fun time right now. And you had a you had a pretty successful practice yourself, so I'm sure I have lots of questions for you. <laughs> well, I'll do my best. I'm excited to be on the show and, and see if uh, I can help some people with some of the information that I've gleaned over the years uh, in clinical medicine and, and the research uh, uh, that I've been uh, working on and, and doing. Yeah, and I'd love to hear, too, from you. I mean, I know a lot of times the things that we specialize in or the types of conditions we tend to see frequently is something that we've, you know, dealt with ourselves. Was pain ever an issue that you dealt with, or is this just something that you tended to treat this quite a bit for patients? No, I think, like everybody, I mean, doctors are people, so at some point all doctors become patients. And like I like to do for my patients, I want to try and get the best possible results for myself as well using as natural uh, therapies as possible. And, yes, I, I have uh, at times uh, dealt with pain, whether it's a sprained ankle uh, or some abdominal discomfort or a headache uh, or most severe probably that I've dealt with over the years is I actually uh, cracked my sacrum a few years ago. Mm. When I was living in Montana, I was sledding with my boy, and uh, we hit a bump. And I came down right on my sacrum and cracked my sacrum and really was in uh, a lot of uh, acute pain uh, for several days. And then when that subsided, it it went into some chronic low back pain and some issues. And and I'd be happy to talk about how I dealt with that because I am completely out of pain now uh, in my low back. And I thought I was really looking at a lifetime of debilitating pain, uh, and I was able to stop and, and reverse that with some help of some other doctor colleagues of mine and some some therapies that we did and that I'd love to share with your listeners. And then I do have a history. I was in a car accident, like a lot of people, whether it's a car accident or sporting injuries, uh, I got some. I have a little bit of history of whiplash, which also was taken care of. So there's a lot of approaches, mm. a lot of great ways for looking at different things, whether it's metabolic issues, GI issues, musculoskeletal issues. The wonderful thing about natural medicine is there really are so many tools uh, in our tool bag that we can use to help people and we're not limited by just drugs uh, or just surgery. So it's a, it's a wonderful uh, approach. Yeah, that's why it's an hour-long discussion. You know, it's not just, oh, you have pain, take this. It's a whole-body approach. So I'm excited to dive into that. And I will also want to get into, you know, what, what you did for yourself. Or I would like to just kind of take a step back and look at it more from a broad perspective of what is pain exactly. I, I don't think a lot of people really understand what pain is. Well, pain is a body signal, obviously, that, that something is wrong. Pain is what makes us stand up, and a lot of times people aren't motivated to do anything about their health until they're in pain. People tend to be more reactive about their health than proactive. So it's the body signal that something is wrong and it's time to do something about it. Now, the underlying causes of pain can be many and varied. There are two you know, general categories that I like to think about it in. One is a structural or musculoskeletal, which everybody can understand. It's pretty straightforward if you break a bone 
uh, it's going to hurt. Or if you have uh, degenerative disc disease or if you have osteoporosis, there can be severe pain caused by osteoporosis and as the bones uh, sort of degenerate that can cause pain and, and that's really easily understood or osteoarthritis and then there's what uh, conventionally is considered a lot more elusive and yet we have very effective ways of dealing with it, and that's more metabolic uh, type issues uh, infl chronic inflammation caused by uh, poor diet, uh, poor lifestyle, all can contribute to inflammation. Food allergies can contribute to inflammation and irritable bowel syndrome, those sorts of things. So the best treatments really call, uh, come from the best diagnoses. And that's where in natural medicine we're very fortunate because we're, and in naturopathic medicine, we're really taught and trained to try and identify the underlying cause and fix it instead of just treating pain, for example, with Tylenol, which unfortunately is the number one cause of liver failure in this country and very abused and also can increase the risk of heart disease. So if we can avoid that and go with more natural approaches, the track record is pretty good for their safety and very good when you're looking at a more holistic approach for uh, excellent outcomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so let's let's look at um you mentioned like the structural kind of pain. So let's dive into that first. Um and treating structural pain or maybe if even if there's an injury, there's acute issues and there can be chronic issues. So what's the difference in the approach from treating those kinds of you know, those those kinds of problems? So the the acute phase that we look at is typically about four to six weeks, and if it goes longer than that, we're looking at, a, at what could be a more chronic issue, and the approach uh, is different from that. And it really depends, again, on what the specific issue is. So typically if, if somebody, uh, you know, sprains their ankle playing sports, uh, you know, rest, ice, elevation is all uh, good to try and, and decrease that uh, initial inflammatory phase a little bit and increase the comfort. But a lot of people will just pop Tylenol and move on with their life. And unfortunately, they can not feel the pain, but can continue to damage the joint, to damage the tissue because they continue to play the sport while they have the injury, but they're not feeling it because they've medicated themselves. So really listening to the body, and if it starts hurting, uh, stopping so you don't continue that damage is, is crucial. Uh, from a natural medicine approach, high doses of omega-3 fatty acids, uh, three to 6,000 milligrams a day, very effective anti-inflammatory, uh, as well as turmeric, also very effective. And I would dose that typically in, you know, three grams to six grams a day acutely. And the list goes on. You know, proteolytic enzymes we can use to help break down inflammatory molecules and what's called the inflammatory uh, cascade. So that's kind of the the acute approach, and, and there is some overlap with the, with, the, with the chronic approach as well with that, but the general assessment and where we would go uh, clinically with those two things would be different. Now, what about proteolytic enzymes? For people who aren't familiar with that term, what, what are those? So proteolytic enzymes are, so proteolytic means, uh, the proteo part means protein, and lytic means to break down or break apart. So they break down the proteins. Inflammatory molecules are proteins, and it breaks those down to help the body eliminate them and therefore eliminate the body signals to, that cause 
that inflammation. So it helps reduce the inflammation in, in that way. And like a lot of natural substances, have other benefits as well. So for example, if somebody needs a, is having a hard time digesting protein and they need a digestive uh, supplement to help them digest protein better, proteolytic enzymes taken with meals can, can help that. Bromelain is a great one. Uh, that that I think is really good. So uh, that's that's what a proteolytic uh, enzyme is. Now, what about if the issue turns into chronic? What would be the approach in, in treating that? So if we're just talking about straight musculoskeletal issues, again, the approach stems from what the underlying cause is. And, I, and I'll state it again. The best treatments come from the best diagnosis. So let's say it is a... Uh, a situation where somebody's having low back pain uh, or they're having osteoarthritis of the knee, there is a phenomenal, and, and let's say the, a, lot, a lot of things have been ruled out in terms of the low low back pain, and we, we really know that uh, there aren't any fractures down there and that, you know, they, maybe they've tried physical therapy, they've tried exercise, maybe they've been to a chiropractor, and that's helped alleviate the back pain, but it keeps coming back again and again. One treatment modality that, that could be very effective, and, and I found it to be extremely effective in clinical practices, called prolotherapy, or also called regenerative injection technique. It is, as the name implies, an injection. It's been done for more than 70 years and it's injection of various substances. The most common solution is literally sugar water dextrose with a little bit of lidocaine. And it stimulates the cells to produce more connective tissue because a lot of times those injuries are caused by connective tissue degeneration, ligaments degenerating, and the ligaments are what sort of hold the bones in place and together. And when those move out of place, the muscles spasm to try and keep it in place. And that, those injection, uh, injections, and dextrose is not the only solution. We can do what's called platelet-rich plasma, or now we're doing also bone marrow aspirate but, and stem cell therapy. But those injections actually stimulate the body's own healing mechanisms, the body's cells, to produce more connective tissue to strengthen and heal the actual injury instead of just treating a cause. And the other thing that is extremely effective that has gotten a lot of attention and a lot of research overseas uh, in Japan, and which my partner, uh, Dr. Steve Pachenik, and I brought over uh, to the United States is a wonderful little molecule called MK4. MK4 is a, a specific form of vitamin K2. You mentioned the OsteoK product uh, that we created uh, previously in the radio show. And that MK4 molecule has been approved in Japan as a medication since 1995, not only for the treatment of osteoporosis, because it's been shown in clinical trials to reduce fractures by 87% or more, but also for the pain uh, caused by osteoporosis, because that degeneration of the connective tissue or the collagen in the bone is one of the major reasons why the, why the bone minerals are being lost and why bones become weaker, and it stimulates that production as well as having anti-inflammatory properties. And it's also been uh, used very effectively. I've used it very effectively clinically in people with low back pain, with arthritis pain, with prolotherapy injections, in conjunction with that, prescribing that OsteoK product that has the MK4, the vitamin D and calcium in it, 
And the results have been, you know, amazing in terms of helping them heal and reducing the pain. And not just from a symptomatic point of view, it's actually stimulating the production of new connective tissue uh, and, and called collagen. Uh, which is uh, one of the reasons why people will be getting uh, osteoarthritis, for example, is they get that collagen or connective tissue breakdown. So with the prolotherapy, describe to the listeners, you know, is this a one-time thing? Do they come every few weeks and get this done? What's what's kind of the, the full plan look like? Great question. So prolotherapy is a series of injections. They're spaced out. Uh, two to six weeks apart. Typically, I would do it every four weeks. And you're looking at um, about four injections. The goal is to get 85% or more decrease in pain, an increased range of motion, and activity levels. And that can be accomplished in less than four injections. Uh, and sometimes people need more. But it's really considered a curative approach, not a symptomatic approach. It's multiple injections each time. It's not just, you know, for example, if I were to inject a steroid, which I've done into people when, when it's been necessary, you know, you, you, you target the area, you inject the steroid once, and you're done. It decreases the inflammation, but it's not curing anything. And, in fact, it's actually hurting the body in the sense that it stops the body's ability to heal and produce more connective tissue. So this is you inject the area to get a nice fan approach. So you're injecting and injecting sort of in a fan-type pattern to hit those ligaments to stimulate, get the maximum stimulation of the cells to produce more connective tissue. And it is an injection, so for some people it is you know, uncomfortable, but there are ways to help alleviate that, uh, such as nerve blocks. And I've had it done. I had it done on my low back when I was healing from my, my low back injury, as well as working with a physical trainer for exercise and a chiropractor. And that combination was the best that helped me. But there is a way when people come in to pinpoint exactly where the dysfunction is through a good physical exam, whether it's a rotator cuff injury uh, or a low back injury, or even if it's it's a rib that keeps going out uh, on the sternum or in the upper back, we you can take the needle and pinpoint that exact spot to stimulate and heal that joint so it doesn't move. And that, in combination with the osteo-K, is what's given uh, me the best results clinically. Now, what kinds of conditions are great for with having prolotherapy as a treatment, and which are the ones are maybe maybe wouldn't be helped by it? So, the conditions that are great, anything where there is a partial uh, tear of a tendon uh, or a strain of a ligament. So, for example, somebody has a a rotator cuff injury, uh, and but it's not a one hundred percent tear meaning there is still some attachment of that tendon, it works phenomenally well uh, for that. If somebody has an ACL injury, for example, but it's not a complete rupture of the ACL, then it works phenomenally well for that to really rebuild it and stimulate it to heal. Now, if it's a complete tear, 100% tear, the only way to really heal that is with surgery, and that's when surgery is appropriate. For people with osteoarthritis of the hip, degenerative disease or osteoarthritis of the knee, as long, even when it's pretty far degenerated, you can still get really good results with 
with prolotherapy. Where it becomes really challenging and they may need to go, uh, surgery may be a better option, is if there's there's bone on bone, especially if there's bone on bone with what's called erosions, where the, the, the friction of the bones rubbing each other actually started to cause erosions uh, in, into the bones. That's when surgery, hip replacement surgery or knee replacement surgery, is going to be a better option. But there was a clinical trial that was done a few years ago that concluded, uh, it was published in the journal that I'm on the editorial advisory board of the Journal of Prolotherapy, that it's estimated that two-thirds of knee replacement surgeries could be avoided if prolotherapy were used as a first-line therapy. Currently, unfortunately, mm-hmm. conventionally, what we have is you go into a doctor, they say, yeah, they take x-rays, yes, you have degenerative joint disease, you have, you have osteoarthritis of the knee or the hip. Uh, you know, stay active, try and keep moving, uh, take uh, Tylenol or Vioxx or some other NSAID uh, painkiller, and basically, you know, I'll see you in a few years when you need knee replacement surgery. Mm-hmm. And and that that's yeah. the, that's the answer that that, that we have conventionally. Uh, unfortunately, prolotherapy is not unconventional. That's been it's been around for seventy years, and it's proven and it's very it's extremely effective. Hmm. So cool! I love I love learning about prolotherapy. I think it's such an amazing tool, especially when it's it's such a great alternative to surgery. And surgery is so expensive and has such a long road back to recovery. And you know the side effects for prolotherapy are just so minimal. Well, you're you're absolutely right. When you're looking at, at knee replacement surgery or hip replacement surgery, you're you're talking about. Uh, you know, in the hospital, getting the surgery done, and then weeks and weeks, if not months, of of recovery time and physical therapy and downtime, as well as you know potentially severe side effects such as as uh, blood clots. If they don't get the leg length right, for example, on a hip replacement surgery, you could be walking with a limp for the rest of your life. They're just a, a long list uh, of, of side effects, you know, including death, uh, complications on this on the surgical table, uh, such as an infection, a MRSA infection, or something else that could go wrong. With prolotherapy, the risks are extremely minimal. Uh, you're talking about in injections where people walk out and drive home, whether it's the hip or the knee. There is no downtime. In fact, we don't want you to be laying in bed. We want to be moving the, the body. You don't want to be out there pounding the pavement and going and running a triathlon or a marathon, but normal activities of daily life and moving and getting some exercise is important because one of the signals for the body to lay down new connective tissue in the right way is the natural movements of the body. Those vectors of force over the joints are one of the signals that tell the cell to lay down more connective tissue. When you combine that with the therapeutic effect then of the prolotherapy injections, you really just get phenomenal results. So the side effects, uh, you know, there there are really no dangerous side effects uh, to speak of, and the results are amazing and there's no downtime. Let's talk nutrition. So I'm sure most of my listeners are pretty familiar that nutrition does equal certain symptoms for certain people. But for the average person who doesn't know, what are some foods that may actually worsen pain? And what are some foods that they should be eating more of to reduce the pain? Great question. And as you and I both know, you know, a good diet and nutrition is the foundation of, of health. And it does affect the uh, perception of pain. And it does affect the biochemistry of pain. So there is the concept of a pro-inflammatory diet and an anti-inflammatory diet. 
A pro-inflammatory diet is high in what are called omega-6 fatty acids. Those are those are fats that are found in animal uh, proteins or animal fat, fats that are essentially solid at room temperature, like butter, like red meat. Those omega-6 fatty acids, those types of foods will feed that pro-inflammatory pathway. So that'll help create more inflammation and that can produce more pain. The anti-inflammatory pathway then is fed more by those omega-3 fatty acids, the fish oil that I that I mentioned earlier. Uh, so good, a good fish, fresh fish, uh, is very effective at that uh, omega-3 fatty acids uh, supplying that. Or nuts, nuts and seeds, very rich in those omega-3 fatty acids. Essentially, eating whole foods, uh, you know, vegetables, phenomenal. Because one of the things that can also cause that uh, the, the pain perception and the increase in pain are deficiencies in certain certain nutrients like magnesium and B vitamins. And those are found in whole foods. Processed foods, packaged foods, they've just been denuded of their nutritional content. In fact, if you look at if you look at them, you know, for example, you look at a box of cereal and it says, you know, they, they strip out all of the nutrients in the grains and then they, they have to add them back and they add iron to it or they add some B vitamins or they add some minerals. Unfortunately, they add the minerals in forms we can't really absorb, but that's what you want to avoid. You want to have a whole foods natural diet. Um, the, the paleo diet is phenomenal. The, the standard uh, or, the, or the Mediterranean style diet, also phenomenal. Those follow that sort of anti-inflammatory uh, belief in terms of providing those foods to the body to help it react better and, and to provide the nutrients to heal better as well. Mm-hmm. And regarding the red meat, I mean, it, it also, it's, I mean, we know this, we talk about this so much in the naturopathic realm, of like where you get your food. So getting, you know, some, some grass-fed beef from a local farm versus from, from a feedlot that's very inflammatory and has tons of different, you know, medications and hormones, that's going to be a very different way of processing your body. You're absolutely right. And, and, and the important, the details are very uh, important. You're, you're hitting the nail right on the head because, you can have grass-fed beef uh, that are grass-finished also. You have to be careful of that because mm-hmm. a lot of beef, they'll say grass-fed, but they'll finish it on corn to fatten it up at the end to get that. They want to have, some producers want to, they'll say it's grass-fed, but when they give it corn at the end, it produces a little more fat, which gives the, the consumer uh, more of a sense of flavor, a richer flavor, mm-hmm. but that'll that'll then turn it into a more of an omega-6 pro-inflammatory profile. So you want it grass-fed and you also want it grass-finished. And obviously, yes, if you can get it hormone-free, antibiotic-free, absolutely. You know, I was living in Montana. I'm now down in San Diego, but my wife is from Montana. We were there for for six years. And I can tell you, I had patients there that all they would eat was meat that they caught themselves. Hunting in Montana is a way of life. Uh, That's I so cool. Know and and so they would go elk hunting or deer hunting or bison hunting, uh, turkey hunting, depending on the season and, and where in the state, or go catch their own fish. And that is the healthiest type of meat. It's wild, it's it's rain, it's lean. And so obviously if you can get that, it's a little harder here in San Diego, that would be phenomenal. But the alternative is there are great markets here. You can get connected with some local ranchers and farms and really look for that grass-fed, grass-finished, hormone-free, antibiotic-free, lean proteins. Did you ever have any patients pay you in meat? 
<laughs> Funny you should ask. Actually, I did. I had a patient of mine. Uh, she um, she didn't have much money, and uh, I I never like to turn people away uh, because of a lack of money. It's just it feels so terrible as a, as a doctor and a clinician and and she was so grateful that I that I helped her in fact it was with pain I did some trigger point injections into her her upper back as she had had years of, of chronic pain it turns out she had trigger points and a few sessions of trigger point injections they totally went away and I was doing it pro bono uh, I always had a, a you know, some percentage of my practice as, as pro bono and she came back and her husband was a uh, a hunter and would prepare all their own meat. And she came back and she gave me several big pack packages of cheddar jalapeno sausage, uh, elk sausage. And it was amazing. That's so cool. That's awesome. What, what are trigger points and trigger point injections for people who aren't familiar with that? A great question. So a, a trigger point is when you have some chronic muscle spasms, you can get areas within the belly of the muscle that are called hypertonic foci. Hypertonic means they're they're even tighter than the surrounding muscle, and foci meaning they're smaller, you know, little points, like little nodules within that. And there are diagnostic criteria for what is a trigger point, how to diagnose it. And essentially, if if someone has a, you know neck pain and upper back pain, and it turns out it's because of a trigger point, one of the diagnostic criteria is that you squeeze on that trigger point, let's say it's in the shoulder, and the pain actually refers up, and they'll feel it in the head uh, or behind the ear or wrapped around to the front above their eye. That's one of the diagnostic criteria. And a trigger point injection is taking a very thin needle uh, and a little bit of, uh, you can use procaine or lidocaine, a little bit of an anesthetic, a little bit of V vitamin, maybe a little bit of saline water, and you just put the needle in there and very slightly, and you inject that area just to break up and loosen up that tissue a little bit. And when you hit, it's interesting because when the needle goes into the tightest part where the most resistance is, it twitches a little bit. That's when you know you got the right spot. And it just helps flush that out and break it up. It breaks that cycle. And a lot of times that's all they need is just get that cycle broken. And then that muscle is able to finally relax and they can get the relief they need. And those are trigger point injections. And what is it that you're injecting again for that? Um, the solutions can vary. Uh, it could be something as simple as just a little bit of lidocaine and, and normal saline, um, a little anesthetic and normal saline, or a little bit of B12 in there with it. Uh, it it's a very simple solution, and some people even can do it with dry needling, for example. Uh, but but I tend to, and I was trained to inject a little bit of solution also to provide some nutrients to the area to help the tissue. Okay. Very good. If you guys just tuned in, we are talking to Dr. John Newstad about naturopathic treatment of pain. I'm going to jump into some Facebook questions, but if you guys would like to ask a question on the air, you can skip the whole line and go right to us and uh, get your questions answered right away. So the number is 818-495-6919, 818-495-6919. The phone lines are now open. Okay, so let's jump into it here. So this question comes from Nicole. And she wants to know, what is a good and perhaps immediate alternative to NSAIDs and over-the-counter pain medication for things like pulled muscles, headaches, or other injuries with most major lifestyle factors in check? So, so that's a great question. And sometimes there are immediate alternatives and sometimes there are not. It depends a lot on the severity. 
But it, usually in natural medicine, it's not just one pill. There's not, you know, I'm going to exchange a Tylenol for a proteolytic enzyme. It doesn't quite work that way. Uh, where you're looking at one pill, for example, with, with ibuprofen, you may be looking at six or eight uh, with using natural su supplements, but the effect can be extremely uh, positive, extremely effective, without the risk of any of the side effects. And so typically, for example, when I have uh, had a strain, uh, when I sprained my ankle, uh, I didn't take Tylenol or ibuprofen. I took um, 6,000 milligrams of fish oil, uh, EPA and DHA uh, combined. I took proteolytic enzymes. I took uh, uh, bromelain, high doses of bromelain, and I took about 6 grams of turmeric uh, about every 4 to 5 hours. And I put ice on it, and I elevated it. And that's all I needed. And it healed, I believe, much faster than it would have had I been taking the ibuprofen or the Tylenol because that actually works to pre also prevent the body from, from healing and laying down more connective tissue. So if you're looking for what pill can I take instead of Tylenol, well, it doesn't really work that way. Um, typically with natural medicine, again, you may be looking at multiple different natural products, and but they can work extremely well without any of the risks of the side effects. Okay, and what about your thoughts about using, you know, like the natural source of where these medications come from, like in the example of white willow bark, for example? Well, that can be very effective, too. Uh, I think that, that, again, you're looking at uh, a higher dose. So white willow mm -hmm. bark is a like the name says, it's from the willow tree. It's the bark of the willow tree. And aspirin is salicylic acid, and it comes from the bark of the willow tree, and there's salicylic acid in other plants as well. It's an old drug. It's been around. Salicylic acid was first isolated from a plant in 1829, so it's been around a long time. And, and yes, you can take that. Uh, people, I can tell you that clinically, when I've suggested that versus aspirin, for example, it can depend like anything that somebody takes. Some people can be more sensitive and less sensitive to it. It can work for some people and not for others. For headaches, actually, one thing that can work really well uh, is a little drop of menthol uh, oil on the temples uh, right at the onset of the headache. But it depends what is causing the headache. If it's caused from a vertebrae slipping out of alignment, uh, from an old whiplash injury or sporting injury, um, then that won't work. Um, if mm -hmm. it's caused from a muscle, you know, small uh, vascular spasms in in the brain that can that migraine headaches can be caused by, uh, for example, the uh, vasculature in in the brain, those arteries, you know, clamping down and spasming a little bit. Uh, magnesium may help with that. So uh, again, it's whereas you can say I'm going to take you know a thousand milligrams of Tylenol, it's just going to block that pain sensation. There are different approaches to take depending on what's going on if you're looking at trying uh, alternative approaches and, and natural medicine. But part of the wonderful process about that and the result of that is people become educated about their own bodies. They learn how to take better care of themselves. They learn what's going on in that exploration and oftentimes learn ways of not only dealing with the pain and recognizing the pain before it starts enforce so they can cut it off, but they also learn ways of preventing it 
and getting rid of it altogether. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so this question comes from Rachel, and she says, how can I naturally comfort nerve pain from detoxing? I'm using dandelion tea to detox my digestive organs, and I've had the worst nerve and joint pains today. Wondering what I can use to, to comfort this. The pain feels like my joints and back are on fire. It's not continuous, thankfully, but frequent enough to cause discomfort. So if someone's doing a what's colloquially or, or commonly called a detox, they, it can you know mobilize things in the body that can cause joint pain. And commonly the joint pain moves around. It's called migratory arthralgias or migratory joint pain. And there are things, typically I don't really think of a pill to take uh, with that. I think of uh, getting in, for example, a sauna or getting in a jacuzzi to stimulate more of that circulation uh, going on in, in the body to flush it out, making sure you're drinking enough water, for example, uh, putting warm compresses over over the joints. If it is, turmeric can be a very helpful way of doing that, high doses of turmeric, for example, if there is, you know, you want to take some, some pills. But, uh, again, it may come down to trial and error, but there are various things to, to, to try, and the nice thing is you can try them all simultaneously to get even better mm-hmm. effect. And if you're doing a detox, if you're doing it under the supervision of a healthcare provider, you know, they may recommend some sauna or some heat uh, anyway, uh, and also just make sure you're drinking enough enough water uh, as well, very, very important. Mm-hmm. And also, Rachel, I would consider uh, homeopathic hypericum, 30C. She can, you, know, you can take that every few hours, and that can help with some of the nerve pain, especially if it's like a shooting pain. Give that a try and see if, if that helps some of your symptoms. And if you're detoxing and it's from that, it should go away within a, a few days. So have, have some patience. Sorry you're in pain with that. Okay, this is the other uh, thing. Lonnie. The other thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The, no, you're absolutely right. And the other thing that in neuropathic pain or nerve pain can be caused from some B vitamin deficiencies. The studies have shown mm-hmm. different B vitamins being involved. So, especially if you're detoxing, uh, you know, I would say make make sure you're taking a really good B B complex uh, supplement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Absolutely. Okay, this is from Lonnie. And uh, he says, my wife has a mysterious hip abdominal pain. It pops up from time to time. She's had two MRIs, one CT scan, several ultrasounds. And recently she had a colonoscopy and a camera down the throat, and every time, and everything has checked out fine. I'm frustrated and don't know what to do. My wife has tried a paleo diet with success but doesn't want to do it anymore. She wants a pill. Please help me. <laughs> so... The, again, the devils are the devils in the details, and, and typically there are seven questions clinically that we ask with pain. Uh, beyond, it's called onset. You know, when did it begin? Frequency. How often is it? Location. Where is it? And I'm hearing the hip and the abdomen. Uh, the the intensity, typically on a scale of uh, zero to ten, ten being worse. Uh, the quality of the pain, whether it's throbbing or stabbing, uh, and, and a couple of other questions like what makes it better, what makes it worse. And those are important because there's not really enough information in the question to give a comprehensive answer. But if it is pain that sort of seems to come and go and that did improve on a paleo diet, those are clues to me that may mean that uh, it could be caused by a food allergy. In the paleo diet, if some food had been eliminated, and especially 
uh, if there tended to be a history of gas and bloating, which also can be caused by food allergies. And conventionally, what we'll test is an IgE food allergy. There are different proteins that the immune system produces. There are four of them. They're, they're designated by letters, uh, A, E, uh, M. And there are, conventionally, we'll test the IgE, the E protein, and, but that's what causes the anaphylaxis. And that is, you know, when your throat swells up and, and you need an EpiPen or you're going to die. But a more insidious uh, immune reaction that is harder conventionally for them to recognize or, or really see the onset because it's not immediate. It's like the name implies, it's insidious, it's slow. It can cause those nonspecific symptoms of migratory pain, abdominal pain that comes and goes, gas and bloating, post-nasal drip. It's that fourth immune protein, IgG, the G protein. And that's an easy blood test uh, that can be that can be done, to, uh, that labs can do. And your naturopathic doctor, all naturopathic doctors know about that test and tend to, uh, tend to run them uh, because uh, a lot of times that is the underlying cause. And if that food can be determined exactly what it is, and eliminated from the diet, then that could be your cure. Mm-hmm. Okay, this question is from Kim, and she would like to know, I'm seeking natural pain relief options for the elderly, specifically for pain due to severe degenerative disc disease and pinched nerve pain, hip to foot. So many people are unable to rely on traditional pain meds or surgery because of other medical conditions, so I'm anxious to hear about alternatives um, that you guys might have for them. Yeah, that's a great question, and, and those those chronic conditions that are that are really hard for conventional medicine to treat, you sometimes can find excellent uh, relief and help uh, through naturopathic medicine and through more integrative approaches. So that is a clear case for me of looking at three things. One, again, neuropathic pain, you know, vitamin B6, for example, a deficiency, and there are blood tests that can be done, or urine tests, actually even better, called the urinary organic acids test. I can tell you exactly which B vitamins you're deficient in. Um, so I would look at potentially at that, but even maybe before looking at that, I would say absolutely. If someone were to come into my office, I would do a physical exam, and if indicated, I would put them on the OsteoK because that has been shown to be effective with pain um, musculoskeletal pain, extremely effective. So I'd get them on that osteo-K, and I would also look and see if prolotherapy was an option for them because prolotherapy has been shown to actually increase the joint space. What's the oldest patient you've done prolotherapy on? The 92. <laughs> wow. But how, how I must say, the result, after, the result was good, but it was very, he was very carefully selected. So uh, it was a gentleman, he was a rancher uh, in Montana, and I would get a lot of ranchers from all over the state and even up in, you know, coming down from Canada and from Wyoming because ranchers can't afford to, to be out of work from surgery for six weeks. They need a solution uh, quicker. And so typically you're talking, if the person's over about 80 or 82, you've got to start you know, questioning whether the effectiveness or the, the efficacy of the treatment is going to be, is going to decrease, so the likelihood of success will be less. But if their nutriture is good, if they if they're, if they have a, a pretty healthy diet, they, they, they are in relatively good shape uh, for their age, and the degeneration is not so far gone that you're probably looking at, uh, for example, a, a knee replacement surgery, which is what this was, uh, then the results can be 
can be really well. It's all about, you know, for any therapy or any treatment, it's all about proper patient selection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not I everybody's said, a good candidate for prototherapy. Mm-hmm. This is true, but, but a lot of people are. Absolutely. People. Yeah. All right, you guys, if you just tuned in, we're talking to Dr. John Neustadt about naturopathic treatments for pain. We have um, some time to take some questions, 818-495-6919. This question is also a Facebook question from um, <clears throat> Orgidia, and she'd like to know, what are some natural treatments for joint pain specifically for the knees? You may have covered this already, but in case you have other ideas. We kind of did. It really comes back to... So it depends on what the joint pain is caused by, and I'll go back to that. The best treatments are 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 provided when the best diagnosis is made. So the the real category would be: is it uh, the, the same joint all the time, or does the pain move around from joint to joint? So if it's a degenerative uh, de- condition like osteoarthritis, then the best treatment is probably going to be prolotherapy. Again, uh, in combination. Uh, or alone with that osteo-K. In fact, if you know people go to our website, nbihealth.com, they can see videos that people have sent us from around the country where they have had joint pain that they have not had any relief from, where that joint pain is completely or almost completely gone away just by taking the osteo-K. So a lot of times before even pulling out a needle, because you really want to avoid injecting people, and frankly, I mean, who doesn't want to avoid having a needle stuck into them? Uh, if they can, you know, I would try OsteoK first, and people would get results, you know, within two to four weeks. So it's quick, and and frequently mm-hmm. much faster within within days. So that's where I would start Orchidia with that. Uh, but again, uh, if it's migratory joint pain that's sort of moving around, especially you know knee joints, you know that could be you know something else going on that would need a little more uh, assessment. But typically, yeah, and, the osteo-K and, and then prolotherapy. Other, other ideas I would have, too, is looking into potential, you know, autoimmune involvement. We haven't even talked about that yet, and just the pain that can come along with an autoimmune process. Absolutely. Rheumatoid arthritis, for example. And obviously, if we can get, find the source of that, that autoimmune condition and get rid of it, that would be great. We can modulate the immune system with natural products very effectively. There's some great herbs that can modulate the immune system. And in fact, there's a great drug. Uh, I try not to prescribe drugs. In my practice in Montana, I rarely did. But there is a great drug that I had phenomenal success with in uh, MS, for example. It's shown to have great success in uh, irritable bowel diseases like Crohn's disease uh, called low-dose naltrexone. And in a very low-dose Naltrexone is an old drug, just like aspirin. In an old, in a low dose, about two to four and a half milligrams a day taken at bedtime, it modulates that immune system and it can shut off that autoimmune response, and people get phenomenal results. And it's a very safe drug. Hmm. And and to kind of uh, build on on that topic we just brought up, Kathy wants to know what do you recommend for a rheumatoid arthritis flare-up? So. A, a flare-up can be tough because if you're just talking about a flare-up, I'm interpreting the, the question to mean what would I what would I recommend for just acutely modulating that that pain when it occurs? And it goes back to the general response I gave uh, earlier, which would be high doses of turmeric, high doses of proteolytic enzymes, high doses of uh, omega-3 fatty acids, 
uh, I think you uh, sounds definitely more skilled in homeopathy uh, than I am. Maybe there are some homeopathic remedies that I'm not aware of, but that may uh, be an op- option as well. Um, and, and typically, though, when there's a flare-up, you know, we can tamp that down and help mitigate that. But the goal, hopefully, for anybody is to just try and get rid of the problem altogether. Exactly. You know, getting to what the root cause is and addressing it between the flare-ups, because when that work is just done and the flare-ups don't happen as frequently and, and may even stop altogether. Exactly. And one of the things we haven't talked about that's also crucial that I know that, that you're, you work with patients on is stress. Chronic mm-hmm. stress changes the immune system and increases the tendency towards autoimmune diseases. It's one of the major factors for causing heart disease. Uh, it's a major risk factor for dementia. It contributes to osteoporosis. I mean, that chronic level of stress, high stress that a lot of people are living in, is just wreaks havoc on the body, all the systems of the body. So from a holistic perspective, looking at the underlying cause, we would take a whole body approach, not just a single pill or typically a single treatment, but really trying to help educate the people how or patients, how they can take better care of themselves. And then a lot, for a lot of people, uh, stress management or, or trying to, to improve their, their life with diet and stress reduction techniques are, are part of a whole, could be part of a whole program. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think so many, so many of the topics I talk about on my show, like the real central issue is stress. You know, and, and I think people go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you're yeah, right. Really, I mean, it is really at the root cause of so many of the things we talk about on the show. And and I think, you yep. know, really addressing stress, because if you think about it, a lot of these diseases started when we went away from just the natural way of living to more of a, you know, 21st century life, the industrialized culture. And, and you know, as we go back to a natural way of living, our stress goes down. We're more exposed to the sun and oxygen and cleaner, you know, water, cleaner food. I mean, that just reduces the overall stress hormones on the body. You know, inflammation goes down. Our hormones get back into balance. It's just, it's like so foundational and so important. Absolutely. And, in fact, when people are stressed and they eat, you know, stress decreases blood flow to the, flow to the abdomen and so people, and it decreases the secretion of enzymes required to digest food. And so when people are eating and they're, they're chronically stressed, their digestion gets uh, messed up, they're not digesting or assimilating food uh, well enough, and that can also lead to potentially uh, what's commonly called leaky gut or hyperpermeable mm-hmm. gut and nutritional deficiencies. And it's sort of this whole cascade of problems that could result. Mm-hmm, Yeah. So last question from Facebook. So for for a lot of you guys who ask Facebook questions, I'm skipping a bunch of them because they're all kind of related to what we've already gone over, so I don't want to be too redundant. This question is from Sandy, and she says, I have leg pain and possibly from varicose veins. What to do? Doing stockings and witch hazel and the calf pain is not improving. So uh, my phone went out a little bit. It was uh, varicose veins. Is that correct? Yeah, so it's pain, and she thinks it's associated to varicose veins, and she's been doing stockings and also witch hazel, and then her calf pain is not improving. Yeah. So one of the things you want to make sure you don't have is a deep vein thrombosis, uh, because if that dislodges, that can be quite deadly. It can travel to the lungs and cause what's called the pulmonary embolus. It's a simple you know, ultrasound that can be done to determine uh, if there's a deep vein thrombosis or DVT there. 
what I do with my patients and the only thing that's actually had a human clinical trial and shown to completely stop the formation of those blood clots that can form a DVT is a combination of natokinase, which breaks down blood clots, and pine bark extract, which is an antioxidant. And that combination in the clinical dose used in the, in the study didn't exist in the United States, similar to the OsteoK and the MK4. So you know, my partner, Dr. Pachenik, and I, when looking at creating our, our company, we looked at what could we do to help people with these conditions that conventional medicine was not doing a good job of helping. And second of all, where the dietary supplement industry, the natural products industry, was not going doing a good job of supplying the products with the ingredients in the doses based on the clinical trials to actually help people. So we created another product called Natopine, which is a combination of the natokinase, the highest dose natokinase product in the country, 3,650 what are called fiber analytic units plus the dose of pine bark extract used in the clinical trial. And I've seen that to be very effective with increasing circulation uh, in the lower extremities. And, for example, my mother-in-law, who has very bad varicose veins and leg pain, she takes the natokinase. It helps that circulation and her pain decreases. So I would get on that uh, as soon as possible. You can learn more at nbihealth.com. But also you've got to be aware that if you have a circulation problem there in your legs, you may want to get on that product anyway because you may have a circulation pro, you know, uh, circulation issue elsewhere in your body that you may not even be aware of. And so it's important to promote that healthy circulation because circulatory problems can also be risk factors for uh, dementia. Uh, it can also be a risk factor for osteoporosis. And there are things you can do in terms of getting on uh, a diet. Uh, you know, make sure you drink enough water making sure that you're not smoking if you are, getting proper exercise. All of those things can help improve circulation. Omega-3 fatty acids can also help improve circulation. Uh, and there's a long list of them. Uh, a baby aspirin a day can help improve circulation. But because there's a clinical trial on it, I would definitely look at that uh, Natopine product and give that a try. What about topicals? Do you have any uh, topicals that you have used with patients you've had good success with? So uh, in terms of with what, in terms of circulation issues? Oh, sorry, just re regarding pain, topicals for pain. Um, yeah, so like I said, the sort of menthol uh, is, is mm -hmm. very good, and that can be, uh, that, that's available as like a roll-on stick. Uh, that can be excellent for some muscle spasms or a little menthol uh, on the temples uh, for headaches have been excellent. Uh, PLO magnesium. Uh, PLO is a it's a technical thing, but a compounding pharmacy can make a magnesium cream or gel that's called a transdermal. It actually goes and penetrates through the uh, the dermis, the skin, and that can help relax muscles. One other thing, magnesium is a great muscle relaxant, and so sometimes topical magnesium can be can be helpful uh, with that. And those are the things that I've had some, some good success with. I'm sure there are others, but those are what I've had good success with. Mm -hmm. And just for more mild pain, like topical tramiol is great because it has the arnica in there. And then I've also used Inflamar by Picana, and I love that. I mean, when I was in medical school, I was sitting so much, and my back was just so pissed off at me for four years, and I would use the topical uh, <laughs> Inflamar, and that really helped me. And it just took away the discomfort right away. I just rubbed right on my lower back, and it was, it was awesome. Yeah, and there I know that um, you know topical hypericum 
uh, in creams can be, mm-hmm. be helpful too for some people. Uh, St. John's Ward is hypericum for those people who don't know the Latin term. And those are great suggestions. I'm not familiar with those, but I'll definitely uh, uh, check them out now that you've, you've uh, educated me about those. <laughs> so we have almost flown through a whole hour, if you can believe it. Do you have any um, other, you know, other little topics or any parting words you wanted to share before we let you go? Yeah, just in general, I, I would say my general philosophy about medicine and, and I think the naturopathic med- medical philosophy as well is to try and be engaged in your own health care, to try and be an active participant so frequently, you know, frequently and unfortunately people in the conventional medical system and the way that a lot of people are raised is to be passive recipients. That is, you go to a doctor, they give you a pill, you take the pill, you go on your way. Educate yourself. One of the reasons why I went to naturopathic medical school is because I was having some of my own medical issues, and I went to my medical doctor, and the service that I got was very poor. I wanted to understand my body. I wanted to understand what was going on, and I wasn't happy with the service I got, and so I went to the teaching clinic of Bestier University, where I was a medical, where I was living in Seattle at the time. That's where Bestier University is at a teaching clinic, and. They took the time, uh, just like they do uh, with other naturopathic medical schools and their teaching clinics, and like naturopathic doctors do, and we're trained to do in our clinics. I know you were, you went to school at uh, the NCNM in in Portland. It's the same thing, where the doctors really take their time to help educate people, so that you can be an active participant and be proactive in your healthcare to really promote health, because the best treatments not only help you stop what's going on, heal the pain, for example, but empower you and give you the treatments that actually can help prevent further issues in the future. So that, that would, those would be my, my parting words. Amen. Totally agree with that. Could you imagine if, if healthcare was, was, you know, the way that, 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 that we approach health? I mean, could you imagine, not to be cocky, but really like looking at root cause for conditions and, and and working with the whole body and it's just it would be a whole different country, a whole different world. It, it would be amazing, and in fact, there there are multiple studies now that have been published showing that the naturopathic approach, a whole body, whole systems approach, saves money and improves clinical outcomes over time. And I can't tell you how many patients I had in my uh, medical clinic in Montana who told me, you know, thanks, doc, I wish I would have come to you first instead of last. And when you're talking yeah. about hip fractures, you know, that kill people, 20% of people with hip fractures die within a year. You're talking $100,000 or more of medical costs as well as disability. When you're, and then you have Enfosamax and these other drugs don't really work that well, maybe 20% or less for, for stopping a hip fracture. When you're looking at a natural product and lifestyle changes, the MK4 shown in clinical trials to reduce fractures by 87%. There, there is nothing better than that. And it's available over the counter. And it, that's where people just need to become educated so they can make the best educated choice is that they, they can. And just because something yep. is a dietary supplement doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It just means that the drug companies have not found a way to patent it and make money off of it. Mhm. Yep. Couldn't have said it better. Doc, thank you so much for being my guest on the show. I've really appreciated having you on and uh, look forward to talking about future possibilities and, of course, having you back on at some point very soon. 
Thank you so much. I look forward to speaking with you more, and uh, congratulations again on all your great success. Thanks again. Thanks. Have a great night. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that's the show. So glad we finally had a show on pain management. Thank you for all your questions, all you Facebookers out there. And if you want to check out any of the previous shows, you can go to drlowradio.com, also on my website, drlaurennoel.com. And I have a spread my naturopathic practice. So for up, for updates, go to my website. And the clinic is Shine Natural Medicine opening very, very soon. So look forward to seeing you guys and have a wonderful rest of your week. Take care. Bye-bye. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.